Welcome to Dads, Daughters, and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. (laughs) I'm Sean, the dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter, clearly my dad's mistaken. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. How's it going? Excellent. How are you doing? Uh, The one who never stops working seven days a week. (laughs) How are you feeling? I'm I'm okay. okay. I I think in the past, let's call it fortnight, right? Two weeks, the past two weeks. I think I've worked about, I'd say about 12 of those days. Right. And Um, they were long days. They were not easy days. uh, I think some of them, it was like, oh, you know, I had something in the night uh, or in the evening, but... Uh, and then some of them, I, you know, sometimes I babysit. So it's kind of in the morning to well, but start also, the afternoon. But by the way, when you do work a night gig, sometimes you don't finish until 2.30 in the morning because you're doing second edits on your. Yeah. Office. So for context, 2.30 in the morning, I've been home for about maybe three hours at that point. Maybe I'm home by 11.30. I let myself just breathe for an hour, maybe get ready for a bad shower, especially because in stadiums now or just. Oh, for example, Crypto.com Arena, right? The new Staples Center. Um, I just feel like everyone who is not abiding by mass mandates and and all the fans who are just screaming towards the court that I got to shower that off every single time. Uh, Omicron, I I wasn't too paranoid about that before, but Omicron just kind of got me paranoid like that. So I take time to shower, do everything. But then, yes, second edits, I go through everything I shot one more time, um, send it to... To the editors, to people who look at it, and that's the way I make royalties faster is if I send them and people can use them sooner than later. But um, I'm going on a tangent. Uh, I'm pretty tired, but I'm excited to be here. What are we talking about? Well, in the last episode, we talked about good debt versus bad debt. Which, still shocked there's such a thing as good debt, but but yes, continue. But then I said to you that, you know, you can sometimes take your debt and put it all into one thing and do a debt consolidation. And you said you can. Yeah. Today we're talking about debt consolidation. I was going to do that. I was going to say, I think I've maybe only heard that at 2 a.m. like infomercials. Consolidate your debt now or like on a radio station. But I didn't actually think people did that, which I guess if you're in a bad enough situation, maybe you should. But so debt consolidation is a process where you can take multiple debts. So it could be credit card. It could be. Student loan. loan. And you can roll those into a single payment. And this can make it easier to pay off the debt faster because now you have one single payment and it's usually one single interest rate. Right, and you're also probably ending up paying less than you would had you kept all of those. Correct. So, And the reason you would do that debt consolidation is to obviously lower your payment. So, for instance, I'm going to give you an example. Somebody has $8,000 worth of credit card debt at... 17%. 17%. And on a different credit card, they have $6,000 worth of credit card debt at 19%. But if they consolidate and you get offered these, you know, credit cards all the time, if you will to add those two together and use our credit cards, so the 6000 and the 8000 is 14000 we'll give you an interest rate of 12%. Because they'd rather be making 12% off of you this new company versus you paying 18 or 19 and and, at times and they're that, not seeing any of it yeah and that makes sense my question is and i guess maybe we'll get into this later 
logistically, in that situation, they're charging 12%. Is it on 14000 in total or is it, oh, they also yeah, shorten it to 12000 No, it's on the 14, It's on the full fourteen. Okay. Right. So a debt consolidation loan is a type of personal loan that you can combine several high interest debts into one new loan. Ideally, at a lower interest rate. Otherwise, it makes no sense to do it, correct? Correct. So you pay off multiple debts with a single loan that has a fixed, that's the most important thing, a fixed monthly payment. Gotcha. So, for instance, the first thing I would do, if you're a person who has a lot of credit card debt and you do have 8000 on one credit card and 6000 on the other, and it's like 18 to 19% is the average, but you get offered a 14%, I would pay those off and I would literally cut up the other two credit cards so that you, because the 18 and 19%, that is an adjustable rate. Meaning if you don't pay off 100% of $8,000, now it keeps adjusting and you keep paying compound interest on whatever's the difference. Whereas if you have the 14%, even if you couldn't pay off the full 14,000 at the new interest rate of 14%, at least that rate is fixed. Right. You know exactly what you're going to pay. You know what you're signing up for. I'm just because we are talking about interest rates. I, uh, for whatever reason I had paid my personal credit card or no, it was my business credit card. And for whatever reason they didn't get it. So I paid it on the day it was due and it got to them the day after it was due. So just like a very minor issue. They got all their money. I paid it in full. Before I could even blink, they were already charging me interest just because of the day. And I cleared up with them. I said, look, I pay off my card 100% every single month. This, I don't know why it didn't come to you on the day that it did, but it came to you, you know, on the day after. Please, like, don't charge me interest because it was one day off. Like, I I don't know what happened. I always pay it on time. What the hell? And, um... They charged me $14.44 one month. And then the next month, wait, they nickel and dime me. Did you me. get them to refund it or not? I did, yes. But then still the next month, they charged me another $0.08. Cents, and I call them and I say, I cleared this up with you last month. Why are you still charging me interest? I paid it off in full. Don't you dare. And in total, like the next month, they paid me fourteen fifty two. So the what $14.44 plus $0.08. Cents. So it was their screw up. It was. But it's also just them trying to maintain me as a good customer because they know I'm going to give them all their money. Right. All right. But that's just, I, having only done that by accident, and I don't know what that interest rate was because I'm not ever checking that because I don't ever plan to not pay my credit card in full. Um, Smart. But $8,000 at 17% and $6,000 at 19%. Scary. So let's hear some pros about well, debt consolidation. But let me tell you how to do debt consolidation. So you can do it where you go and get a personal loan. It could be at a bank. It could be at a credit union. It could be whatever. It could be another credit card. But there's also, you can go to a nonprofit credit counseling organization. So you can look those up online, whatever one is in your state. And they can review your entire financial situation, give you advice on budgeting, money management, et cetera, debt management. And when you work with a credit counselor, it's important that you research that organization before you get started, like put pros and cons of whatever, let's say you look up three credit uh, counseling organizations online in your state, look up reviews on them. And why do I say that? Because 
you want to check that that um, organization, that consumer protection agency is reputable because there's times where people try and, you know, charge you all these extra, extra fees to say, please let us, you know, help you. Right. All right. What type of credit score do you need for a consolidation loan? Oh, usually, they have parameters for that too? Yeah. Usually you need a credit score of 650 or higher. So if we're saying high eight, so like 850 is I think kind of the max or so, mm. you need about a 650. Now you can get a bad credit debt consolidation lenders, but they're going to ask you to pay a higher interest rate. So here's the thing I was going to say. It kind of feels like a bit of a horrible cycle in that I think some of the people who are most in debt are some of those who maybe don't have the best credit scores. Maybe. I mean, I guess probably there's some people with debt who have good credit scores, but it just kind of sometimes feels like a ton of debt on a credit card, on a student loan, on a loan in general, on a business loan, whatever you call it, could also mean not a great, like they, sometimes they can go hand in hand. Correct. Um, so, but that's, that's interesting to know because I never thought of that. So if you're below 650... You could still get a consolidation loan, so you went from 18 to 19%. But maybe instead of dropping it to 12%, you can only get 14% because your credit uh, score is 600. Right. Um, this is a thing I was going to ask you. There's sometimes in strip malls where it's like a payday loans or a... Um, come in, we'll give you cash now kind of a place. Right. Do you think some of those places are... Out to get you, like, what is it called? Shark loans? Yeah. I, if you say the word payday loan, I immediately cringe. Okay. We'll do a show about that because you keep bringing up things during shows that I go, oh, but that's a great idea. We should talk about that. (laughs) Well, I I mean, there's been a million documentaries about payday loans and how they rip off people. We, I just think we live near a handful of strip malls where it it has one of those in them. And I just didn't know if those serve those places you think would also offer debt consolidation for people who maybe have, sure they do. Um, but, Bad credit scores or, or, or less than ideal credit scores and, and they they're out gonna, to get you and... And they are going to kill you. Okay. And we'll talk about those. All right, but first I want to talk about the pros and benefits of a debt consolidation loan. So it can simplify your finances. You take uh, the debt consolidation loan rolls multiple monthly payments into just one. So you have one place to look. That's one thing as opposed to maybe having two credit cards and a car loan payment that you all want put in one place, right? Yeah. Um, you can get a lower interest rate, which you obviously want to do. So if you're paying someplace between 16 and 20% on your credit cards, you can get consolidation loan for maybe 14% or lower. Yeah. And you, over the long run, will say a significant amount of money. The ultimate thing that's great about them is you go from a adjustable to fixed, yeah. So to you know what to expect. Payment amount. Yeah. So if on like we made that example of eight thousand and six thousand on two credit cards. So if on the fourteen thousand you were paying a hundred on each one, and it's, you know, if you look at the beginning of your credit card statement, it says if you pay a hundred, it'll take in like oh sixteen point three years to pay this off, mm-hmm. and that's assuming you never put another cent on the credit card. Mm-hmm. So because of that. And the adjustable rate keeps adjusting. You can't do it. But maybe on the eight, the, the $14,000, they say, okay, you have to pay $430 every month. 
That's your fixed rate payment at 12% or something. But then you look and you go, okay, in 4.2 years, I'm going to have this paid off, whatever it is, right? That's a scary thing is four years to pay off one credit card. Oh, well. That's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, that, but that's what people don't realize. We talked about when we did the credit card episode. The minute you use your credit card, you are taking a loan. And that's a loan that they want paid back right away. And if you don't, they go, hallelujah, give me some interest. And the interest is much higher than you could get if you just went out to a credit, uh, um, what do you call it, a, a credit union. So if you're a member of an organization like you're in a union or you're part of Costco or whatever, all these places have credit unions. And you go in there and you maybe get a loan for 8%. Or you can pay 20% on your credit card. Yeah. So it's, it doesn't make sense. So we're done talking about the pros. We're going to come back and talk about the cons after this break. And welcome back. We're here talking about uh, debt consolidation. And I think, Dad, you were going to mention to us some cons. Yeah, all right. Which doesn't surprise me. Your format is always pros and then it's cons. And it kind of, I like the way that you do that. It helps me frame it in a good, like, I think it ends with not skepticism, but it makes me more skeptical. And I think I like that as a financial person. Cause I don't want to have to just, I don't, I think in finance in general, I don't want to hop into anything right. um, too fast. Cause it's your money and, and you don't want to be surprised when it's your money. Yeah. I also hope that um, personally me, I'm not in a position to have to debt consolidate anytime soon but certainly useful for situations where right. you don't know what you're getting to. So all right. Cons. So there are debt settlement services disguised as debt consolidation. Oh. So here's. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> so there's a, a debt consolidation can be a bad idea if you're with a debt consolidation service that actually is a debt settlement service. So what do they do? You go, okay, yeah, I, I, I want to combine the $8,000 and the $6,000 credit card. They call up your credit card places, and they negotiate that the max you have to pay is $10,000. You don't have to pay the fourteen. Oh. So you go, wait a second, that's a great idea. But so yeah, rather, immediately you're, you see So rather than negotiating a lower interest rate, when they, they get the issuer to accept a lump sum and forgive the rest of your balance, the problem with that is that remains on your credit report for seven years. That you never so let's say the fourteen thousand. I'm giving him he he's explaining it to me because my eyebrows just furried so furrowed. I'm going to make it easy. I'm going to say eight thousand on two credit cards. So eight thousand on a Chase card and eight thousand on a Discover card. And you're like, ah, oh, it's nineteen twenty percent. This is going to be take forever to pay off. So you go to one of these debt consolidation services, but they're really a debt settlement service. Okay. So now what's the total? Eight thousand and eight thousand and sixteen thousand. They go to each company and say, we'll pay you $6,000 of that 8000 This guy can't pay it off that quickly. So do you want the 12000 or not? Yeah. So here's 6000 for you and 6000 for you. Those two companies still have your name and still report back to the three major credit reporting services. So that goes on your report as though, not like it's a bankruptcy, but it's a hit on your credit score for the next seven years. That someone else paid off your... That basically? Yeah. So the debt settlement service instead of debt consolidation service, they gave them 12 grand. 
Now they come back to you and say, okay, now we're going to offer you, you know, 14% as opposed to your 19 to 20% on the Mm -hmm. 12 grand. But what you still, they're not responsible for the other two grand on each one. Yeah. You are still responsible, even though the company said we'll take less, they're still going to hit you with a credit. And that 2000 is also still at 19%, presumably. Well, but you're not paying that. They've negotiated it down. You do not have to pay eight. You only have to pay six to one company and six to another company. Out of the eight, you had to pay to both companies. Oh. But each one of those companies, let's say Chase and Discover, they report to your credit thing. Listen, we wrote off $2,000 that he never paid, so let's give him a credit. Your credit report takes a hit. The light bulb has gone off. I understand For seven years. Ah. Right. So That's such on, a long time. On top of you getting a hit on your credit score, the debt settlement companies sometimes charge expensive fees. So we negotiated minus two thousand, but give us three hundred ninety nine dollars for that. Uh, so you're like, okay, four hundred. I just paid you four hundred dollars to negotiate Discover from eight thousand to six thousand. So you saved me sixteen hundred because I owe you three ninety nine. Well, yeah, and you. You send you I owe you sixteen hundred for the other one. I owe you so you go well. I'll save sixteen hundred twice. That's great. Well, you just paid them four hundred dollars. That's ridiculous. Well, four hundred dollars. You each could time? probably, if you were willing to take your own credit score hit, you could call up and negotiate lower. You wouldn't need them. Yeah, you just now paid they them. might say no, but all they're going to do is ask, and they might get rejected. Well, and the power that a debt what a settlement company has is that they actually have the money to give correct if you are still in debt and you're still just trying to carry on pay off as much as you can of a credit card that maybe you charged up a little bit you don't physically have the money in most cases to just give them right so you've kind of lost some of your power that's i guess what the those shady disguised companies have is they do have that power because they do have money so Okay, so now I'm going to talk to you about consolidating student loans. Okay, so that's a big thing affecting people in your generation. So we know people that maybe have to take out a couple of loans to get out of college or maybe taking a student loan just for college and then they're going for a master's, so they have another loan. So there are two types of student loan consolidation, federal and private. So federal student loans and the majority of student loans that are given out for colleges student loans, are through the Department of Education. Mm. So they will give the money to a bank, and the bank will lend it to you. Or your, like University of Michigan, they will say, okay, we have this service, and we will you know, lo- loan you $8,000 or whatever it is. The, the, the college is actually working with the federal government, the Department of Education, and then they say, this is the interest rate. We can you just say yes or no, or you go to a private lender, a bank, a credit union or whatever, and try and get a loan. My one question is, and it's okay if you don't have the answer, that's what more podcasts are for. Do you know which is typically better or we have no idea or it doesn't really matter, private or the Department of Education? Well, I'm going to go into some of that, but I can't say which one's better for, for sure. sure. Okay. All right. So a federal student loan consolidation will combine multiple federal loans into one loan. So let's say you had, oh, for freshman and sophomore year, I owe $20,000 worth of student debt. And that was through one loan with the Department of Education, and it was at a certain interest rate. And then I have a second loan uh, 
for junior and senior of college, which from the Department of Education, but it's a different interest rate. They can combine that into one. You will not receive a lower interest rate. The federal government, Department of Education, still wants their 100% of their money. The only thing you're saving is you have to write one check or you have to do one thing online as opposed to two. Yeah. But you do not save a penny. Okay. Because it's still done through the Department of Education that they, they're not going to lower your – the only reason they would lower your payment is if they extend the amount of months that it's due back. Okay. Now, private. Private, well, when you're doing student loans, it's a good financial move to go through a private lender that's not the Department of Education for these reasons. Um, they can take a federal loan and pay it off. So if you had your freshman and sophomore year were through the Department of Education federal student loan and your junior and senior year were through a bank, they can then pay that off. So I'm going to give an example. Uh, Chase Bank gave you your junior and senior year loan. Department of Education gave you the first freshman and sophomore year. And then the Bank of America pays them both off and says, here's a lower interest rate, please pay us. Yeah. And they will lower the interest rate. Mm, okay. Okay. And that's good. So you go, it's obvious, Let's. I'm only going to go with a private lender. Here's the reasons why you might not want to. Going with a, the private lender, you definitely have to have a credit score of six. 50 or higher, they won't even do it. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. You need to have a stable job. Well, and that's interesting because that's for students? Correct. Well, I mean, you've graduated. So so now you your four years are done and you're refinancing the full thing. Oh, okay. So they're like, they want to see you have a stable job. It's not that you are, you worked three months for Target and you worked six months here. They want to see that you have some sort of, um, Consistency. History of work. Yeah. All right. So here's the downside. When you have a loan through the federal government, there's a, such a thing as loan forgiveness. If it gets to a point where you can't pay off your loan and you had a claim bankruptcy, there was a health problem in the family, they can actually give loan forgiveness. The private lender doesn't do that. I was going to say, I think there's a handful of people I know throughout the pandemic that had some loan loans forgiven. I think some of them are also student loans. Right. And so that's a great thing. But the bottom line is with a federal loan, you can't get your interest rate lowered. With a private lender, you can. With a private Both lend- certainly have their cons. Right. With a private lender, you can take a loan from the federal and the private, combine them into one number, and pay that at a lower interest rate. If you're going through the federal government to, re- to redo two loans, you can only do it with two federal loans. You can't use... Hey, I have twenty thousand I borrowed for the government for this student loan, and you borrowed twenty thousand from Bank of America. You can't go to the Department of Education and say combine those two. Right. You can only combine two loans that are from the federal government. <sighs> okay. So if that's not all confusing enough, what I'm going to do is there's I found a calculator online, a student loan consolidation Guys, calculator. Guys, I'm smiling. You found another calculator online. And I will link to it in, this, in the show in the notes. In the show notes, yeah. So that you guys, if you're trying to figure out should I do this or not, the number one thing I would say you do is go online and do your research with whoever you're doing the consolidation through, that they have a good record. There's nothing against them consumer, you know, reporting wise. Yeah, maybe even better business bureau. Yeah, kind better of thing. business bureau, 
just beep, get, beep. you know, people, I love the fact that one of the things we have with the internet is that you can leave reviews. So like there's sometimes I want to buy a product on Amazon and I'm like, I can't believe the first seven reviews are just horrendous how terrible it is. So that really affects me. And I, you know, it should affect you too if that's what, you know, the debt consolidation place that's really a debt, you know, uh, settlement place. You got to be really, you know, do I your I was going to say shout out to the people who leave super detailed Amazon reviews. Uh, they have helped me tremendously. So I'm not one of them, but I appreciate their hard work. And that's our show this week. That's our show. Wow. Okay. Well, I learned a ton and definitely we can talk about some payday loans now. Um, Those places kind of scare me. I see people, sometimes I see lines in a place. It's like, oh, it's kind of a big store. They're on a corner. And I'm like, why are you in there? When we talk about payday loans, I'm probably going to link to two or three documentaries that I saw about them and it'll just scare you to death. And I mean, the bottom line is, if you are dealing with money, be as responsible as possible. Don't get in over your head. I know there are emergencies and there's things you can't avoid, but the best you can throughout your life, try and avoid debt. Try to avoid getting in over your head, buying things that you don't really need. So you don't ever have to use a place like that. And we will get into it in one of our upcoming episodes about payday loans. The one thing I'll ask before we end if you can look it up, sure. um, how much student debt is there in America? I feel like that's a number you can kind of look up and Google will just give you kind of a, a, a blank number, a statement number, and whether how accurate that is, I don't know. Um, because well, I thought it was over a trillion. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if that's true. Uh, it says 1.6 trillion student wow. loan. And, and that's that, as of March 31st, 2021. That's what that says? January 2nd, 2022. Uh, it, that's well, when they said it, but right, exactly. So March thirty first of twenty twenty two, one point one point six trillion. Now, one of the things I did also hear is that there's that's a kind lot of, of money. There, in general, student, like for instance, if you couldn't pay off your house and you claim bankruptcy, there's there's ways of getting out of certain loans. But I heard that student loan will follow you to the grave. Yeah. So be smart when you're choosing your student loan person and. Be smart when you choose your college in terms of like, is it worth, you know, having a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt? Is is the school you're going to make that much sense? I um, there's been a couple of things I've seen on seen on specifically Twitter, and it's people who their interest rate, maybe because they didn't know or it was just really hard to pay it off. The total is more than it ever was, and they've been paying it off for like five years. Right. You know, something started off at $60,000, and five years later, they've been paying it off for five years, and it's at something ridiculous, like $120,000. Well, I, I'll tell you a real quick thing, and then we'll end our show, which is I read a story about two people who got married who were at dental school, and they were in a dental school here on the West Coast, and I won't say the college because I don't want to embarrass them. But their four years or three years of dental school, whatever it was, was something close to 350000 a person. Oh, my gosh. So they figured with the amount of money they were making as dentists when they came out, the earliest they could pay off their student loan, which is 700000 worth, was going to be something like age 42, 43. Mm. So is it worth – and the same dental school where you'd get the same education that I believe uh, – 
you could maybe get the three years for a hundred and twenty thousand is better than three fifty. Yeah. So to not pay off your debt till forty three, how far does that put you behind in life? I don't know. I well, and okay, we're 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 pretty long show now. But I was going to ask, do you personally know anyone who has needed to consolidate their debt before? That was the one thing I was going to ask you. I do not. Okay, because I don't either. But maybe someday one of us will. We this can come back and lot, talk about so. it. But yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, if it's such a big service, if I see so many payday loan places at every single corner of a strip mall, or every other, or every three, whatever. I feel like it's pretty common. I forgot my last question I was going to ask you, but basically uh, student debt seems pretty terrible and uh, beware of people trying to rip you off, rip you off. Yeah, that's a pretty good lesson, I think, for a lot of what we talk about. Um, thank you so much for thank teaching you. me today. Sure. Uh, thank you for I feel like this, this podcast. is. Yeah, I feel like this episode is something that. Um, Student debt is, I, I know a lot of people, I was just talking about it just a few hours ago with old, um, I guess, family friends uh, about their sons who I grew up with. And yeah, it's uh, kind of terrifying. Um, but uh, thank you so much for doing this. And please I, subscribe. Please subscribe. And thank you to all our countries. And we'll see you on the next one. Sounds good. The content on Dads, Daughters, and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.